This is the Gaia-gram, environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis. According to a report from the World Meteorological Organization released recently, droughts are the leading cause of death from the world's worst disasters in the last 50 years. In all, droughts killed 650,000 people. The next biggest cause of death from disasters was storms with more than 575,000 deaths. The report also said disasters related to weather, climate, or water hazards happen five times more often now than they did in the 1970s. Economic damage stemming from these disasters has increased sevenfold over the last 50 years. The six costliest disasters were all the result of hurricanes in the U.S., racking up more than $517 billion in economic losses combined. In a related story, climate change will significantly alter future patterns of flooding, according to a new study led in part by the National Center for Atmospheric Research. Although the future increases in moderate storms won't necessarily lead to more runoff in many regions, extreme storms will generate more devastating and frequent flooding. According to advanced computer simulations by the research team, the study found that the reason that increasing precipitation will have these differing impacts on flooding has to do with the influence of warmer temperatures on both atmosphere and land. The drenching precipitation from extreme storms, which are becoming more frequent with climate change, will saturate the soil and cause increases in flooding. Sea level rise may appear to be a problem only for coastal residents, a hazard that comes with the awesome views and easy access to the beach. But neighborhoods 20 miles inland are starting to feel the impact as the Atlantic Ocean's higher elevations make it harder for drainage canals to keep them dry. The problem showed up last year in Tropical Storm Eta when flood water remained in southwest Broward neighborhoods for days partly because the elevated ocean blocked canals from draining the region. The South Florida Water Management District, which operates the big canals that sweep water into the ocean, submitted a funding request to the state for fixing the system, with the preliminary list of projects carrying a price tag of more than $1.5 billion. Although expensive, the pumps and other improvements would help restore the efficiency of a system built after World War II that has become more difficult to operate at a time of rising sea levels. California's planned transition to 100% zero-emission vehicle sales by 2035 could be getting changes soon, as the executive board of the California Democratic Party today unanimously adopted a resolution to call for an end to new gas car sales in the state by 2030. The move comes soon after several large California cities, including Los Angeles, Oakland, and Berkeley, have adopted similar resolutions calling for a 2030 target. The resolution calls for 100% zero-emission new vehicle sales by 2030 and points out several benefits of electric vehicles for the world and for California specifically. It notes that transportation is the largest contributor to climate change in the state of California. Along with the 2030 gas car phase-out, the resolution calls for a 45% reduction of CO2 emissions from 2010 levels by 2020. And finally, according to a recent Nature Food study, increasing land cover diversity in agricultural landscapes is about more than protecting nature. It could also increase crop yields across large areas of the United States by up to 20%. Studies at the farm level have previously shown that incorporating diverse land cover into the land, features like hedge grows and flower borders, 
can help to produce agricultural productivity. That's because more diverse landscapes improve ecosystem health by harboring insect life that boosts pollination and increasing the density of organic matter that improves soil richness, which have benefits for agriculture as well. This was the Gaia-Gram, environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis.